Welcome into your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your weather command forecast, a flood watch will be in effect for portions of Hill and Blaine counties from noon on Wednesday through late Sunday night. Snowmelt from the Bear Paw Mountains and Cypress Hills in southern Canada could result in minor flooding along portions of Clear and Lodge Creek Wednesday through Sunday. When Clear Creek exceeds 5.5 feet, minor flooding could occur along portions of Machinist Road and Clear Creek Road. A flood watch means there is a potential for flooding based on current forecasts. You should monitor later forecasts and be alert for possible flood warnings. Those living in areas prone to flooding should be prepared to take action should flooding develop. For the rest of your Tuesday, breezy and sunny, highs 65 to 70, west winds 15 to 25 miles an hour, tonight mostly clear, lows around 40, west winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, gusting up to 30 miles an hour in the evening. Wednesday, breezy, sunny in the morning, then becoming mostly cloudy. Highs in the mid-60s. West winds 5 to 15 miles an hour, increasing to 15 to 25 miles an hour in the afternoon. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy, 40% chance of rain. Lows around 40. West winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Thursday, mostly cloudy. Slight chance of rain in the morning, then chance of rain in the afternoon. Highs 55 to 60. Northwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, with the chance of rain 50-50. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, 50-50, chance of rain. Lows 35 to 40. Friday, mostly cloudy, chance of rain showers and slight chance of thunderstorms. Some thunderstorms may produce heavy rainfall. Highs 55 to 60, 50-50 chance of precipitation. Friday night, partly cloudy, lows around 35. Saturday, sunny, highs around 65. Saturday night through Sunday night, mostly cloudy, lows 40 to 45, highs 65 to 70. Monday, mostly cloudy, highs 60 to 65. Cascade County has reported their second death due to COVID-19. The announcement was made Monday night by the Cascade City County Health Department. The victim was a man over the age of 65 with an underlying medical condition. It is the 12th COVID-19 related death reported in Montana. Five of the deaths have been of Toole County residents. That county has faced an outbreak at a long-term care facility in Shelby. Cascade County has confirmed 13 cases of COVID-19. Nine patients have recovered and two have died. COVID-19 testing is ramping up in Hill County. Public Health Director Kim Larson says now that they are permitted to use saline as a viral transport media, they are able to test more people. I believe that now we're pretty much able to test people that are symptomatic and present up there, so there's been some more testing available. According to the State Health Department, we should be able to test anybody who presents with symptoms of COVID-19 and has that travel history that goes along with it. Larson says as testing increases in Hill County, positive cases may come to light since asymptomatic people can transmit the virus. I am a little worried that we have had it in our community and it's just gone undetected. However, I believe our community has done a good job of social distancing and keeping it pretty low for right now, and hopefully it stays that way. As of Friday, 51 COVID-19 tests have been performed on Hill County residents. Northern Montana Hospital remains the only place in Haver conducting COVID-19 tests. The one Hill County resident who previously tested positive for COVID-19 has since recovered. Last Friday's Cruise for a Cause food drive raised $670 and over 900 pounds of food for the Haver Food Bank. The event was hosted by business owner Steve Neifer and North Central Montana Hot Rods to show support for healthcare workers, first responders, and other essential employees. Neifer said they saw everything from old hot rods to everyday vehicles, and they were happy the community came out and supported the cause. 
people drove whatever they had. I'm just glad that the community got behind the whole thing. And I saw people on motorcycles with canned goods and things bringing them to the food drive. You know, I just think it was a positive thing. And in a time when things seem sort of dim sometimes, you know, just kind of a good feel-good moment for Haver. District 4 HRDC Housing Director Alma Garcia said they are very grateful for NIFER and North Central Montana Hot Rods for hosting the event and for everyone who came out and supported the drive. It's amazing, especially during these times when the use for the Haver Food Bank has spiked and we're getting so many people through the door that need help. NIFER said they plan on holding another drive on Friday, April 24th from 6 to 8 p.m. To learn more about the event or how to participate, visit the North Central Montana Hot Rods Facebook page. A Haver man who has previously been convicted of domestic abuse on five separate occasions is in the Hill County Detention Center after being accused of violating the conditions of his release. Rick Valdez is accused of walking out of a chemical dependency center earlier this month while awaiting a jury trial on charges stemming from an alleged incident in January 2020 where Valdez is accused of assaulting his girlfriend and threatening law enforcement. He pleaded not guilty to the felony charges of partner or family member assault, threats and other improper influence in official and political matters, as well as misdemeanor resisting arrest. In a separate case, Valdez has been charged with the felonies of aggravated kidnapping and partner or family member assault, third or subsequent offense. He is also charged with misdemeanor criminal destruction of or tampering with a communication device. Court documents state that in January 2017, Valdez beat up his girlfriend on multiple occasions. He is also alleged to have used physical force to prevent the woman from leaving his residence. Valdez is also believed to have confiscated the woman's cell phone. Injuries the woman sustained included a broken jaw, a broken eye socket and two head fractures. After the woman escaped and spoke with authorities and a warrant to enter Valdez's residence was granted, he was arrested by officials from the Hill County Sheriff's Office. This case was previously dismissed in 2017, pursuant to a deferred prosecution agreement. The Hill County Attorney's Office is refiling charges after determining Valdez did not abide by the agreement. Valdez has been in the Hill County Detention Center since April 17th. He is scheduled to be arraigned on April 29th in Hill County District Court on charges stemming from the January 2017 case. His five previous domestic violence convictions came in 1998 in Haver City Court, 1999 in Haver City Court and Hill County District Court, in 2000 in Hill County District Court, and in 2008 in Missoula County District Court. The Hill County Health Department has issued an order allowing golf courses to reopen, effective immediately. The order states that no more than four golfers per group are permitted. Golf club and golf cart rentals are prohibited. Clubhouses are required to maintain social distancing, and food and beverages are not allowed to be consumed indoors. Regular tea times are to be spread out at least 15 minutes, so golfers do not congregate, and courses are required to place an apparatus in the holes to ensure the ball does not fall into the cup. The initial order to close golf courses was issued issued on March 28th. Turning to state news, Yellowstone County officials say one person was killed when a twin-engine airplane crashed west of the Billings Airport. Airport Operations Director Kevin Pline says the Piper airplane with one person on board crashed at about 10 a.m. Monday. Pline said it crashed upside down in a ravine near the Billings Rod and Gun Club. Witnesses reported seeing black smoke in the area. The victim's name has not been released. The sheriff said he did not know where the airplane was flying to or from at the time of the crash, but officers were in contact with the pilot's family. The Federal Aviation Administration and National Transportation Safety Board will investigate the cause of the crash. 
Two grizzly bears have been euthanized by wildlife officials in Montana for killing livestock. The Missoulian reported the bears were killed separately by the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Department. Department officials say a young male grizzly bear was euthanized April 13th after it killed three calves between April 10th and April 12th on a ranch in the Blackfoot Valley and was suspected of a livestock injury in the area. Another young male grizzly bear was euthanized April 16th after the animal was captured by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Wildlife Services for calf death depredations on the Rocky Mountain front. Longtime union leader Eric Fever is retiring after 36 years, most recently serving as president of the Montana Federation of Public Employees. Amanda Curtis, a teacher and former state representative, was elected president starting in mid-June. Curtis is currently the union's second vice president. Fever became president of the Montana Education Association in 1984, guided its merger with the Montana Federation of Teachers in 2000, and oversaw the merger of the MEA-MFT with the Montana Public Public Employees Association in 2018. The Montana Federation of Public Employees has 23,000 members. Turning to regional news, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum has called an emergency meeting to discuss ways to aid the state's oil producers that are wrecked by falling oil prices due to meager demand amid the coronavirus outbreak. The three-member All-Republican North Dakota Industrial Commission, headed by Burgum, will discuss options today. The Republican governor has said one option is to consider classifying oil and natural gas produced at a loss, a waste. By doing so, producers would not be penalized under state rules for cutting production. The price of U.S. Benchmark crude that would be delivered in May fell to historic lows on Monday. North Dakota's biggest manufacturer, Doosan Bobcat, has restarted manufacturing facilities in that state and neighboring Minnesota. The restart on Monday put some 2,300 employees back to work after a two-week shutdown to deal with the coronavirus. Meanwhile, an outbreak that shut down a wind turbine manufacturing operation in Grand Forks grew to 128 people, and the state reported three more deaths for a total of 13. Governor Doug Burgum said Monday that the state-owned mill and elevator in Grand Forks had temporarily shut down after an employee there tested positive for COVID-19. But mill president and CEO Vance Taylor told the Associated Press that the mill was already scheduled for a shutdown over the weekend and reopened Monday morning. Strong winds fueled a fire that destroyed two mobile homes in Minot. All occupants of the home got out safely Monday. Officials say someone in one of the homes was cooking lunch when the fire started at Jefferson Mobile Home Park Monday. Three engines, one ladder truck, and one command vehicle responded to the call at about 12.40 p.m. Authorities say the fire had quickly spread to an adjacent mobile home. The fire was contained in about 30 minutes, with firefighters staying on scene to put out hot spots. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. The Minot City Council has fired the city manager after an independent investigator found that he created a hostile work environment for city employees. The council voted unanimously to fire city manager Tom Barry at a special meeting Monday after he refused to resign immediately. The city hired an outside investigator in March to investigate Barry. The AP reports the investigation concluded that city employees were subject to a hostile work environment and may have had their free speech rights violated. The investigation began after a political blogger wrote about apparent attempts by Barry to prevent city staff from talking to him. Barry had been city manager of Minot, North Dakota since 2016. 
The Cargill Meatpacking Plant in southern Alberta is temporarily shutting down as the result of COVID-19. The High River Plant, which employs more than 2,000 workers, has been linked to over 350 cases of the novel coronavirus, both at the plant and in the community. A company spokesman says it was a difficult decision to make as the plant is considered an essential service. He is encouraging all employees to get tested for COVID-19 as soon as possible. Production is to stop once meat already in the plant is processed to avoid any food waste. It's not clear how long the plant will be shuttered or if the workers will be paid during the shutdown. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat is $4.37. Spring wheat is $4.85. For Blaine County, winter wheat is $4.27. Spring wheat is $4.80. For Liberty County, winter wheat is $4.42. Spring wheat is $4.85. For Shoto County, winter wheat is $4.37. Spring wheat is 485, and for Phillips County, winter wheat is 422, spring wheat is 475. And that does it for your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, stay safe out on the roads, and make sure to do your part to help flatten the curve.